Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 218 and today's topic is BMF. We are recapping episode 5 titled Moments in Truth. Y'all already know how we do over here. We about to get into it. We about to break it down. We about to dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. After that, I will play the trailer for next week. And then I have a sleeper in my Joe Budden style. As always, you can find me on social media. Facebook, Alicia Shanice. Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. If you need to email me, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can hit me up for recap requests. You can hit me up if you need me to shout out your brand or business free of charge, of course. You know, I support who supports me, love whom loves me. So all you got to do is hit me up. I'll get your recap out. You know, that could be a TV show, it could be a docu-series, a documentary, a movie, uh, music. Uh, speaking of music, y'all know I got my music playlist exclusively on Spotify. Type in Shanice Loves. it take you to all my music playlists and got every genre because your girl got some long range music ears. So we about to get into the show because this one might be a little lengthy. This episode was a lot and I didn't recap episode four last week. Sorry about that. Um, y'all know I always be like protect y'all energy and you know, stay in those positive vibes. Last week was all over the place for me, and I couldn't come on and record. And uh, I really wasn't fond of episode four too much either. Wasn't one of my favorites, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that briefly before we get into episode five. So enough of me rambling. Let's get into the show, and let's talk BMF, Moments of Truth. Me like a 
beast, you can wish me. So many niggas fake, it's hard to tell a play. One more flip out of straight, and beast, you can wish me. The beast ain't fake, good, these niggas straight. They told me what's going on, that's how they know what's happening. I'm out here with the top down, phone full of dough. All right, let's get into the show, y'all. So I apologize for not breaking down episode four last week. Um, I just had a lot going on. So I do apologize about that. Y'all know I try not to miss no episodes, especially out of the um the green light gang universe. Anything 50 cent I try to cover. So I apologize about that. But I'm gonna do a brief recap. Um, I just I can't and then you know what? I wasn't a big fan of last the last episode prior. I thought they kind of went a bit too far and it was a little unrealistic with Lamar. Like, I get what they trying to do. They trying to make this nigga like the real boogeyman. And don't get me wrong, the character is based off Leighton Simon, who was the boogeyman in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? But they just made it a little unrealistic. I think they're trying to make him, sometimes they go overboard with making these villains. Um, as far as like in this genre of shows, I don't think it'll ever be a bigger villain than Kanan. I think, <laughs> I think Kanan was so sinister. I don't think it gets more worse than that. I mean, we could talk about Scully from Snowfall, but as Snowfall has progresses, we see Scully, he, 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 he ain't wicked. He crazy as hell, but he ain't like evil. Wicked Kanan was, was evil. You know what I'm saying? And I can compare that at the end of this episode with what Lamar did. Uh, and uh, who else can we think about when we just talk about that sinisterness, you know? Um, I just don't think it get more worse than Kanan, you know? Uh, Lamar is crazy, but how this nigga walking around like the Incredible Hawk, he, you know what I'm saying? He got the colostomy bag on him. He's shitting all on people. He, you know what I'm saying? He got big man down like it was nothing. Killed Tiny in his bathroom. Beat his ass. Like, you know, he ain't recovering himself. Even on how he got the police officer down from the hospital, it just became like a little, you know, unrealistic. Like, where he pulling all this strength from, you know? So, I got what they, they trying to do, but it was just a bit much. And... <clears throat> I thought uh, in episode four, Denise was going to end up flipping, especially, you know, so everybody was like, okay, it seemed like Denise going to be with the shit. But as soon as she got arrested, she called T like the phone ain't even being recorded. Like they found what you put in my car. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so you just don't. Okay. And then of course, Last episode, we seen Lori and Meech getting it on. Why, you know what I'm saying? He, he couldn't barely move, but she got on top and did all the work. And we got Markeisha and T, they getting it on. So he finally got to get him some Markeisha. I loved on how they kept it straight. Michigan and had that ready for the world playing in the background. And then um, when Meech went to go visit Monique, we see that, you know, she ready for whatever. She got the gun stashed in her panty drawer along with some cocaina. So we see she like to, you know, play with the sugar booger. And 
we see Lucille, she went off on everybody in the church as they walked out when uh, Pastor asked to pray for Meech. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I get it. You know, um, some church people can be very, very uh, hypocritical and, you know, feel like they won't pray for some people. Not all of them, of course, but some of them. So, you know, so I got what they was trying to show. And this is the 80s. So especially back then, you know, they weren't you know how it was <laughs> and it showed at the end of episode four lamar running them out of town which technically that is why they left detroit because of lamar but i'm like this nigga he moving around like he he the real joker from batman with a little bit of incredible hawk i'm like it was just unrealistic and uh, one thing I did enjoy about episode four was when Lamar and Meech was in the precinct throwing jabs at each other like they was a part of the DC universe. I guess Meech was supposed to be Batman and Lamar the Joker. I mean, it was good, but just wasn't my favorite episode. Now, episode five that we about to break down, I enjoyed it thoroughly. But I just wanted to give y'all a brief opinion of what I thought about four and it was entertaining, just not one of my favorites. And speaking of Snowfall, even when we went back, when I, okay, so I recently went back and watched all of Snowfall because season, the final season is about to come out. I'm a Snowfall fanatic. So y'all know how I complained for my Snowfall listeners. Y'all know how I complained about the Tiger episode. <laughs> it was terrible, but I guess when you go back and you watch the complete series, it don't come off that bad. Um, so I'll do it again because, like I said, I support everything 50 Cent Greenlight Gang. So when this go off, I'll go back and watch season one and season two again, especially when it comes back for season three. I like to go back and just watch so I can remember everything. It probably won't come off that bad. But as we were anticipating it week by week, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> so let's talk about episode five, Moment of Truth. So, as always, y'all know I got to do it. It opens up. The story you're about to see is loosely based on truth. Some of the names, characters, businesses, and events have been fictionalized for dramatic purposes. But a lot of this shit may have actually happened. Then we got our boy T. You know, we got his saying, once you taste the game, you never lose that sensation. Terry Southwest T. Flinnery. And we got, we see the picture of T with the big uh, phone, the big gold chain, straight 80 style. So, after that, we jump into the show. And y'all know how they do it. They always do it with um, <clears throat> uh, a old, you know, going back to when they were children. Okay. So it opens with a flashback from the past. And we got the Flinneries. You know how they are. The, when they was young boys, they always arguing. Been arguing since that they was kids. That's what brothers do. And um we see, you know, Charles, he 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 getting mad, talking about he gonna give him a whooping, and Lucille tell him to calm down, and uh she gets to playing the song. <clears throat> from the whinings that's the early whinings gospel right there and they all get to singing you know just showing you know that they were a family and it cuts to the present day 
uh, with Meech and T singing the same song from the Winans, reminiscing when they were kids and used to take that family trip, family ride. And, you know, life was much simpler then. They didn't have all these problems. They weren't getting ran out of town. So we go there. <clears throat> and it cuts to the precinct. So we go to Detective Brian and Detective Jen, and they're interrogating Denise. And Monique walks in to save the day. Now, I am still loving, and this episode even solidified it more. I'm loving Detective Brian and Veronica Jen's characters, like their whole dynamic with the two partnership of the two detectives working together because she don't take no shit off brian you know last season ramirez he put up with a lot with brian and knew brian was lying but veronica she like "Mm -mm, because my life is in your hands we got to look out for each other so all these secrets and everything you're doing that shit stops today so i I like them and i'm loving their little duo team but monique walk in and she ain't playing no games now we learned uh, early in the season and she's a paralegal so she's not a lawyer but she works for a law firm so she walk in talking about get out because y'all um violating her, my clients to a right to counsel and violating amendment six so brian is pissed of course and him and uh veronica leave out so she tells miss denise like look more than likely you're gonna do some jail time it is what it is but if you play your cards right and don't say nothing, you will have some friends and they're going to take care of you and your son financially. I'm talking college and everything. So Monique went in there and talked some sense into her. So then, you know, we it was still up in the air. We didn't know what Denise was going to do. Now, <clears throat> the brothers, they make a, a little stop to Ohio and they whip Cousin James ass as they should. Because he didn't lie to me about being robbed. He didn't bought him a car. He just, you know, doing his thing. So they whoop his ass. Meach start bleeding, of course. And they take off with his new car that, you know, he got basically off ripping Meach off. So after that, we got Charles and Lucille going back and forth as usual. That's what they do at this point. They argue all the time. They don't see eye to eye on nothing. And she wants Charles to go to the retreat with her. Charles don't want to go. He half embarrassed from how she told Passive their bedroom activities. And not only that, on how she uh, went off on everybody in the congregation the week before. So, and then, you know, of course, Charles still mad about the business. You know, Denise, she was a driver. She's locked up. Terry and Meach on the run. So, you know, the driving business not even doing good at this moment. So Charles is like, I ain't trying to go be preached at, and he not in the mood. He horny and everything else. So Meach and Terry, they head to the A, and they low on money. They ain't got nothing. It's a drought at that, and Meach is still bleeding. And him and, you know, Terry going back and forth as usual. He throwing Terry's school books out the car, <laughs> telling him to get his head back in the game. And he need to quit focusing on school and just get all the way back in. Now, they always say Terry was very, very book smart. So, I got Spock to Detroit. We got Boogeyman Lamar going to the diner, hitting dude up for money, telling him Meech and T don't run shit no more. He got dude for his money and his chain on some Debo shit. And then it cuts to the next scene. And Terry and Meech meet up with Earl. And they only got 15 G's on them. 
So he put them on with the dude Pint, who can turn, you know, he told me, he said, it's this dude Pint because it's a drought. He like, he can turn one bird into two. Terry ain't trying to hear all that. He don't even believe all that. He like, that ain't possible. Just, you know, lead me to the nearest dice game. So Earl tells them where they can go. And we know he sends them to Miss Goldie's spot. Now Charles drops Lucille and Nikki off at church. And we got Miss Jezebel, Sister Riley switching on over. Like, Charles, you ain't coming? <laughs> I had some new music to show you. So Lucille just looks and, you know, she does what she needs to do. And she plants a big kiss on him to let her know this my husband. And he just looks confused and dry at all, all at the same time. Like Lucille and Charles, they are just not on the same page, you know. And it cuts back to Atlanta and the brothers head to the ATF strip club. Girls, girls, girls. And they see in the A. This ain't no titty bar. They do stuff much different. It's all clothes off. It's 80s style. So, you know, it's all about what Atlanta was known for. Like, they say Atlanta strip club, especially back then, you know, wasn't nobody doing it like the South, especially in Atlanta. So, they see it's a whole different culture shock. They see a culture shock in everything. It's just the black mecca. And they trade stories about baby mamas for a minute. We got... uh. Meech peeping out that Terry got his eyes on somebody. So he like, who is the lucky lady? Because <laughs> he didn't figure out that T is stepping out on Wanda. You know, um, T is eventually going to get with Markeisha. And that is, I told y'all before, that's based off a real character. He really did get with an older woman who was already involved with a big hustler in Detroit. Um, I said her name last episode. But yeah, she was on Vlad TV a while back. She told her life story. So... We finally see my girl Monique in the show. And just a quick shout out to Curtis Jackson, 50 Cent. Y'all know how I feel about that man. Uh, Y'all know I, I want to work with him one day with my writing. But uh, that's one thing about 50. He going to put his people on. And I respect no you know him giving Monique a chance because Monique was completely blackballed so we get introduced to her character Goldie and she runs shit in the A and she put on a performance that only Monique can do because like it was just so good to see her back on the screen and she looked amazing and did a magnificent job I think she's gonna be a, a favorite of mine so we got to do Leon in her club he talking shit he called her a bitch and now y'all know she <laughs> Goldie Monique she wouldn't let him get away with that she cracked Leon upside the head and told the nigga don't let the dough hit him on a pussy on the way <laughs> so she like I could tell y'all boys ain't from around here with that rat tail shit coming from y'all <laughs> back of y'all head I died out laughing because back in the day Michigan guys did used to have a fade with the tail in the back and she like this ain't no Atlanta stuff you know say y'all ain't from here so Terry, you know, he eager to get in the, in the game and to get into some action. But as soon as he gets in, he loses and he rolls the dice, and you know, but he, he, he ended up peeping out. He like, this shit was fixed from the start. So, you know, Goldie them just start laughing like y'all in Atlanta now. Take y'all little young asses home. So, you know, they got played, they got played, but we know how they got back in. And we got went to the next scene and we got charles being mr fix it over 
Miss Mabel's house and you know she's switching on over there with her little hips like you know if you ever need to talk I'm here I know how hard it was from when I went through my divorce I'm like Miss Mabel when you just at their house for dinner and you and Lucy okay all right all, all the women want Charles and he already ain't got none in a while so we seen where they were going so she invited him to a party at first he said he'd think about it but we all see he got his ass over there right so it cuts to the next scene and we see detective Bryant's son comes into the precinct after you know he got his Nikes taken. He got beat up. He's been getting beat up by the same bullies. And he's too scared to do something about it. He's not a fighter. He's not his dad. He doesn't want to go tell any adults because he doesn't want any problems. He just wants it to stop. And he's getting bullied. He's getting his shoes taken. He's getting, you know, he, he can draw really good. He's getting his drawings taken. And um, <clears throat> we see Detective Veronica, she's like, looking at everything from afar so she's peeping it out now detective ryan is pissed and i don't blame him i don't blame him don't nobody want to see their child getting treated that way especially when you walk to my job with no damn shoes now, i understand you ain't no fighter but no 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 we're we gonna have to do something about this it's a way to do it and he might didn't do it the way everybody thought he could but parenting does not come with a manual we do the best we can so i agree i you know what i'm saying my my child getting bullied we gotta do something about this you know you know okay i understand you don't like the fight i understand you ain't me but no 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 you walking with no shoes on so it cuts to the next scene and we see lamar and alvin his cousin alvin they at the county spot Lamar getting treated like royalty by dude. Y'all remember dude? He was in season one, episode one, when Lamar went in there for the loose burger. And he talking about we don't sell loose burgers no more. And he got his ass whooped. Well, now he make a loose burger all for Lamar. Come serve him. Give him extra ice. You know, <laughs> he don't pay for shit. And he just sitting there eating it all up. And Alvin even dressed like. You know what I'm saying? He with the shit now. He's sitting up in there and he taking on Lamar's persona. <laughs> so I'm like, these two fools. I'm like, a child. So Lamar got his streets back, you know, but he keep talking about <clears throat> even though he got the power back, a king still needs his queen. So all I could think about was leave Monique the fuck alone. Leave her and Zoe alone, Lamar. So we go into the next scene and we got Terry and Meech in the A. They still done lost all the money <clears throat> at the dice game. Meech think it's God's will for him to be a drug dealer. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> Cause he killed me when he'd be like, you know, what would Jesus do? And you know what I'm saying? It's God's will. But okay. That's his will for you to be a drug dealer, bruh. <laughs> so we go and see Detective Brian takes Kevin to school. The principal, who is very nonchalant, by the way, and she could care less, it seems like, about the bullying. And he was getting ready to talk, but as soon as he seen the three kids walk up, he doesn't say anything. So, it, you know, sometimes that does make a situation worse when your parents come up there. Like I said, it's a way to handle things, but parenting doesn't come with the manual. And 
Detective Brian is pissed because he won't say anything. And he know that the bullying is only going to continue. But we see he came up with another plan and we'll talk about that. Now it goes back to Atlanta and Meech and T get a culture shock on how different it is in Atlanta. Like how much more flashier they are. Like is the black Mecca. You got the bands out there. And they just like, damn, y'all doing it like this? So as they're out there, Monique ends up calling Meech about Denise, who is going to eat the charge. But, you know, she needs the first payment to come in. So <clears throat> him and Monique talk. They talk in code. I love Cash, Doll, Cash Doll's characters. Now, after that, the police department is pissed because, of course, um, Denise they ate the charge So now they don't have nothing on Terry and Meech And they end up bringing a Big L They end up bringing a K-9 uh, They say he's from Brewster Projects So more than likely we'll be seeing them Go after K-9 next Because they didn't just bring that up for nothing And you know The uh, sergeant was like Uh uh-uh, it, it's crunch time now They got us all looking like clowns And it's a drought and we ain't bringing nothing We ain't got nothing on none of them so they probably going to go at the K-9 next. Now, Brian and Veronica, they have a moment. And she ends up confiding in him about her sister who was murdered by a white man and nobody did anything. And that's why she became a cop. And, you know, it gives him an idea, we see. So we see Lamar, he take his crazy ass over Monique House begging apologizing, talking about wanting his family back. Mind you, Zoe ain't his. And, you know, going about losing his, you know, when he lost his mom, how it made him, you know, only want revenge and turned him the way he was. Now, Monique opened the door with the pistol. But before she closed the door, it looked like she was kind of sympathizing with Lamar. Like she got a, a weak spot for Lamar. And all I could think and say out loud as I'm watching is, remember that ass whooping girl. <laughs> Don't open that door. <laughs> Don't open that door. So Detective Bryant goes over to B. Mickey's spot for a personal favor this time because B. Mickey didn't have it. B. Mickey all over the place. He's a very complex character. I can't wait to see how the whole situation with B. Mickey plays out because he's a very complex character. We never know what, what he's capable of. And a lot of shit that they even got into bad terms is with Detective Bryant, with Meech and Bryant, it's B. Mickey fought in the first fucking place. Like, B. Mickey, he he brought a lot of this. So, he's complex. But Detective Bryant goes to him for another favor. It ain't about Meech this time. So, <clears throat> Meech and T, they gonna meet up with the dude Ty to talk about, you know, <clears throat> they wanna, uh, have you heard of a dude named Pint? And we see a dude in there cooking. They just kind of look because, you know, they heard that he can make one and the two. And they see the way he look and they like, huh? How you hear about pints? So they kind of peep it out. And not only that, they need a uh, tie to front them something. And it's a drought. So he like, nah, front shit. Y'all go get the money and we'll talk. Now I try to find a dude pint for y'all. But we already know pint was already in the crib with him. <laughs> We get to the next scene. Charles heads over to the party. They dancing. 
Got that 80s music playing in the background. Charles and Mabel dancing, grinding all up on each other. She talks him into having a little drink. He like, I don't drink. And she like, I'll take care of you, you know. Her homegirl come rub Charles on the ass. <laughs> I'm not sure if this was a swinging party or they was all freaks. Or I, I don't know what was going on. I don't know why she came and, and rubbed Charles on the booty. But I don't know what Miss Mabel is into, but Charles was loving every minute of it. Goes to the church retreat. Lucille approaching Sister Riley. Sister Riley assures her <laughs> she's not Barbara. She's like, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? You know, she's like, hey, Barbara, this is Shirley. I'm not Barbara. <laughs> you need to go next door, Miss Lucille. <laughs> but, you know, for some, you know, she was really sincere with it, and Lucille apologized. So Lucille's like, okay, it's not her. Maybe he's not doing anything. Because she already, at the beginning of the episode, searched his guitar case, and the magazines was gone. So... It cuts to Miss Goldie. She getting in her car and T and Meach jump out Detroit style. She takes them to um, Mike's Dice Game in Bankhead. Mind you, I was in Bankhead last night. Bankhead is something different. <laughs> Bankhead is something different. I ain't going to lie. That's why I'm laughing because she was like, okay, we're going to Bankhead. It's different. And I was there myself last night. It is different. <laughs> so, Charles and Mabel... You go back to them. Oh, child. Miss ba- Miss Mabel, <laughs> she tells Charles to treat himself. They start kissing. Turn it. No, she turned around and he got up in that. It lasted about two seconds. That two seconds had her smiling. It had her smiling like he had put it on her with them when he do three pumps. <laughs> but, um, okay. You, I mean, I don't, Charles, why, why you do that? Why you do that? It's one thing to cheat, but Charles, she's next door. Charles, she comes over to your house for family dinners. She was just at the table with your wife. Like, uh, uh, is my homeboy do recaps too? He called him. Uh, shout out to Lamont. He called him dirty. He called him dirty dick. <laughs> oh my god! So, it, uh, the, the, the uh, brothers had the banquet with uh, Miss Goldie, and they go to banquet. Now, T gets to winning his money back, but might catch on because Meechton said his name is Rico. Goldie didn't vouch for him. And he like, hold on, hold on. Y'all, y'all two niggas know each other. Y'all working together. So they switched the dice. And T, you know what I'm saying? He takes the win. He, he he got a lucky one right there. So Big Mike is pissed. T like Southwest all day. Him and uh, Big Mike and Goldie get into it. He threatened her, but she threatened his ass right back because she runs shit, okay? So, you know, T and Meech, they got lucky, and they made a good alliances with Miss uh, Goldie. So I think that's going to be a great partnership in the future with them three working together. You know, I think that, you know, so they had respect for her knowing, hey, 
the game is the game and we in your city and i think she respected them as well they earned you know what i'm saying they you know from them just being some two young hustlers from detroit and she respected them as well so you know win is a win now it goes into the next scene and we got to get back to dirty dick chuck as lamont says charles (laughs) he at home he in the kitchen washing washing a little dish up washing his hands and he just smiling reminiscing about them little three pumps with miss mabel i mean charles he ain't he ain't smiling with no guilt I mean, he just—I mean, he's just smiling. He—he he is thinking about those three pumps. Now I give it to him. It had—it had been a long time, so that's probably why he came quick. But Lucille come in, and then you do see a guilty look on his face. She come in apologizing because now she didn't—you know—talk to Sister Riley and got assurance that it wasn't her. And Charles, you know, she thinks everything is okay, so she declares her love and wants to make love and charles is looking hella confused and now a little guilty but i guess you know with all that guilt and confusion he still had another you know nut to bust right so it cuts back to the a and t and meach go back to ty's crib and they got the money now and they got to give up t car too because they figured out the dude the other dude in there he was the dude pint they was looking for so he ends up you know after they negotiate they tell him about that he can get terry's car terry is pissed about that but he ends up going to the kitchen <sighs> then it cuts back to charles sure <laughs> when charles walked into that room with that towel lucille had her little lingerie on and not only that when they got to playing moments in love and they used to play this i'm from michigan they used to play this on 92.7 every fucking night when they got to playing i said oh shit (laughs) charles grabbed miss lucille He lasted about three minutes here. Lucille loving every minute of it. But it still looked a little awkward, like something was off. But Charles, he lasted for about three minutes. We just got moments of love playing in the background. Let that shit rock for a minute. All right, we can cut it off because that's how, you know, my long Charles lasted. But he, you know, rolls over. And the look on his face is just like, we don't know what Charles is thinking at this point because, I mean, great. Thankfully, he took a shower. Thankfully, he took a shower. But I mean, all right, Chuck. Next scene, we go over back to the A and our dude Pint who can make one birds and a two gives Meech and Terry, especially a cooking lesson talking sexy to the cocaine as he, you know what I'm saying? Mixes it up. This whole scene reminded me of snowfall. Remember in season two, no, the end of season one, when uh, Franklin 
went down to Oakland and he met the dude Swim and how Swim was talking as he was cooking up that rock. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of because that's what Pike was cooking up some rock. So it cuts back to Detroit and we got B. Mickey. He goes up to Kevin's bully. He whoops little dude's ass. And his partners don't even help out. He like, it's three of us. Nigga, no. It was one of you and you got your ass whooped. I just hope now he leave Kevin alone. But that's probably not going to happen. Because B. Mickey told him, leave Kevin alone. It's probably not going to happen. So we go into the next. I did like that scene, by the way. Because B. Mickey whooped his ass as he should. So... Um, it goes into Meech and T and they talking about, you know, basically moments of truth, you know, admitting that, you know, Terry really never left BMF. He just took a break and he's back, you know what I'm saying? He's back in a hundred percent. And that kind of went back into, you know, how every show starts with a saying and he was saying, once you get a taste of the game, you know, it's in you. So Terry really never left. He just needed a break, especially after, you know, Wanda left him getting shot, just all that shit. Seeing Pat whoop dude ass like that with the, uh, what, what, with the shovel, didn't Pat beat him with the shovel? Um, but you know, he just went through a lot. So he needed a break, but now he back in a hundred percent and it's warm to the tone. So, we get into the last scene the last scene we got lamar well we got miss lucille you know she didn't got her son now she feel like she got her man back all good so she just in the kitchen you know she got her knife and i think that's what she was reaching for at the door when she kept fidgeting in her apron but she goes to the door luckily miss little miss nicole didn't hear her and go to the door but lucille go to the door and lamar shows up at the flannery house and he like, you, 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 you meet your Terry's mom. Your sons, they, they hurt me bad, you know. And Lucille, she just gets real fidgety, but she stays calm. And y'all know what they say is nothing like a grandmother's or a mother's prayer. And she's like, just pray with me. Just pray with me. And she grabs his hands and she gets to praying. And, and Lamar... He, he leaves. I don't know if that prayer touched him. I don't know if she reminded him of his mother because he brought up losing his mom, but he, he gets uncomfortable and he walks away. And that's why I always say the worst villain in series like this is Kanan because Kanan wouldn't have a care about a prayer. Kanan just would have shot her. Do y'all remember when Kanan strangled the old lady? And smothered her and suffocated her with the Jesus, I love Jesus pillow. So Lamar ain't Canaan. We see, we see his humanness in there. You know, we see humane, you know. <laughs> but I'm happy he didn't do anything to her. And that was my recap for episode five, Moments of Truth. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed this whole episode. Shout out to 50 Cent Curtis Jackson, the whole BMF cast and crew and the whole Greenlight crew. Don't go anywhere because I'm about to play the trailer for next week. And then I have a sleeper for you guys. But I really, really enjoyed this episode. And this was damn, this was Charles episode right here too. Because Charles, child. Charles and Miss Mabel. Now, Miss Mabel probably going to be a mess for Charles. She lived next door. And she enjoyed those three pumps, Charles. All right, y'all. Here go the trailer. The boys is out on the street. And they selling the clear message. I'm going to talk about their bags. 
episode six titled homecoming i'm not sure if it's gonna come on next week because next week is super bowl but it might still come on y'all know how power uh the whole power universe do um they take that one week off so i don't know if they're taking it off because next week is super bowl week but if it come on y'all know i'm recapping if not i'll catch y'all when it comes back but it's gonna be all back in detroit they're not in atlanta they in detroit and it look like it's gonna be action it look like lamar gonna be lamaring and we're gonna see what happens and it looked like B. Mickey is becoming more team Detective Brian. So, here yeah, we going to see. We going to see. Um, I've been watching. I had never watched it before. I had been wanting to watch it. And I was surprised I haven't watched it because y'all know the genres I love. Um, and y'all know I love the mafia. I love the the gangster era, era from the 80s especially, but the 60s as well. So, I started watching Godfather of Harlem. I'm caught up now. I'm a fan. I'm a fucking fan. So if y'all want me to start recapping Godfather Harlem, let me know because that shit is fire. Matter of fact, I got to watch the episode from last night. But if y'all want me to start watching Godfather Harlem, make sure y'all hit me up. It can be off of Instagram. It could be off of Facebook. Just hit me up and let me know if y'all want recaps from the Godfather of Harlem. Uh, this pod is a little lengthy, so let me go ahead and play my sleeper in my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the real pod father. And then I'm going to get y'all on out of here. All right. off of that godfather harlem soundtrack by buddy shit don't feel right we're going into a new week please keep your heads up remember the sky is the limit protect your energy and please 
get rid of anybody who is an enemy to your energy life is too short of course we're gonna have our bad days lord knows i have mine but if you wake up that's a blessing god gave you the great blessing of you know taking another breath so you always have a chance to redo don't let your past keep you down people make mistakes none of us are perfect so just remember to keep your head up high and as long as you bless with another day you can always recorrect what you did do you know um just trust god's process trust god's process and just keep trying course we fall off sometimes things don't go our way but sometimes that make us resilient and it makes us go harder and it just becomes lessons in life that we don't you know make anymore because I had um a rough week last week not a rough week but sometimes I go through my things where I just be kind of down myself so if you guys ever need to talk or just want to say what's up you guys know I don't mind please hit me up you know I love my listeners and I you know I support who supports me so if you ever just want to say what's up vent I'm always here for that I promise that you can hit me up it could be a dm or um uh inbox off facebook so if you guys have any recap requests and if you want me to start recapping godfather harlow make sure you let me know because that is fire so remember to protect your energy and go into this way this week being safe and i will catch you for the next bmf episode hopefully it'll be next week but if they cancel it i'll catch you the week after that so it's your girl shanice and i'm out hope you enjoyed the show with your girl shanice Thank you.